Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Superfly75. You're listening to OnTheWizardRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWizardRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. What's up? 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 So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? Conspiracy. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. 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 All right. Usual suspects. Usual suspect. Everybody's following it. Awesome. 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 Happy Monday. I hope everybody's Monday was, you know, you know, Mondays are first day of the week. I get it. I get it. I'm not going to be here crazy long because cause I'm not, but um, a couple of things I want to go over. What's happening? What's happening? Creative over there dropping mad coin. I see your ass over there dropping mad coin over there. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. Let me look up real quick. Teens. Um, Let me look something up real quick before I get into it. Um, your parents are from Sundance. Oh, so no, no. Okay, interesting. Mother's Greek and his father's Filipino. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Let me see this real quick. Okay, and then set that. Then, and then his parents became. Uh, y'all, I'm I'm doing qu- quick research. It said. So we have heard they kissing my man. She's like, no, I'm from La. And I'm like, hey. Okay, so let let's briefly get into Dave Batista. Let's get into Dave Batista right fast. Because I seen a clip from him and I was I was perplexed as to why he, he I guess tried to distance himself from Manny Pacquiao. Now, once again, everybody, you know, has a role to play. Okay, wait. Listen, let's do this. Dave versus 
Heck yeah. Yeah, he uh he he low key tried to diss Manny Pacquiao because remember a couple years ago, Pacquiao was like, I don't rock with that shit. Manny Yeah, I, 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 I fucks with Manny Pacquiao for standing on what he said. Now, what did he actually say? Okay, let's do this. My bad. Let me go ahead and just. Okay, everybody's here. Let's get right into it. Okay, this is the clip that just kind of was like, where did this come from? Okay, Dave Batista. This is Hollywood's new it guy. Like, and I, I'm a fan of Dave Batista because, you know, he wants to grow as an actor and he's really been trying to work on his acting chops and not rely so much on physical roles, which is why people keep saying, you need to be Bane. He's like, I don't want to be Bane. Which is why he's kind of getting away. From, that's why he left the Drax role uh, of Guardians and he's been in Glass Glass Onions. He was uh, just in Knock at the Cabin, so, uh, Blade 2049. So he's just been, over the last few years, really, really working. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. Yeah, Dave, I, I, don't, I don't like the route Dave's going. I don't like the route Dave's going, but this is what sparked all this. So let's let Dave tell the story. So this one, <laughs> it used to be a team logo. I was a part of a team of a, a person I considered a friend and someone I, I really looked up to. And then he uh, later came out publicly with some anti-gay statements. And See, I don't even understand what's, what's anti-gay. What is that? Because if you say I don't agree with it, that makes you. And but Dave jumps out the window like. But let's continue. You know, it turned out to be you know, an extreme homophobe. And so see, well, I, what was extreme? We're getting. We'll get into Manny's comments, and then we'll let you be the judge if if he is as what Dave says. I had a, a huge issue with it. It's a personal issue with me. My mom's a lesbian, and I just can no longer call him a friend, and so I had it covered up with with this. Okay, so your mama likes the carpet much, much on carpet. Somehow, you you got here. Fine. So where did Dave Batista come from, y'all? Let's run this back. Dave Batista. His mama is Donna Ray. Is a big advocate for the Transformers. And look at this thing. It's got got the her body, her choice shirt. Boy, it, listen. He, he, this is a mama's boy. Listen, I don't give a fuck how big and buff Dave Batista is. This man's a mama's boy. Okay? He is a son husband. Okay? Dave Batista is a son husband. He's a mama's boy. It is what it is. But let's get in further into his upbringing. Because I'm sure they're going to throw his father under the bus. Let's see. Let's see. Dave had a tough upbringing growing up in poverty. Despite the troubling experience at a young age, he maintained a close relationship with his mother. Okay. In addition, he's a huge advocate for the both diversity in Hollywood, along with supporting the, the, the LO and them people. Uh, according to Dave Batista, his life didn't get started until the age of 30. His youth was filled with difficulties, which included living in poverty, along with living on his own for a certain time period as a youth. Uh, Dave recalls his childhood alongside calling it a tough time period. I was a guy who was super shy and I didn't talk to girls. I didn't know how to talk to girls and I didn't have any money. I was always poor. I was always broke and people were buying me drinks and buying me food. 
I went from that to making a ton of money and girls throwing themselves at me, and I wasn't ready for that. I didn't know how to deal with that, so I made all the bad cliche mistakes. Okay, this is his mama. This is his mama. Yeah, big and buff for no reason. And in the words of Beanie Siegel, yeah, you big for no reason. Uh, sh- listen to this. Listen to this, y'all. This, wow. How, how much more could you disrespect this man's father? He says, a strong lesbian raised a strong man, and I couldn't be more proud of her. We lived in the Castro during the Harvey Milk years. She volunteered with every bit of strength and heartbroken energy she had with the Names Project. This is the, this is the same Jay-Z rhetoric. Remember, Jay-Z was praising his mother when she came out the closet when everybody knew his mama was gay. And he was like, my mom was the best thing. Mom, mom, mom. But no mention of dad. Okay. She still volunteers in San Francisco helping the homeless and mentally ill. She's the reason I am who I am. Every decent part of me as a human being is direct because of my mother. He says, I celebrate the Pride Month with her and everyone else from the community that I was that I was raised in. And if anyone has an issue with it, I said it before and I'll say it again. You can suck my balls. I love you, mom. This is a son husband, y'all. This is a son husband. This is Edward Anderson if he got in the gym. This would be Edward Anderson if he went to the gym and had money. You know that nigga had the nerve to say I was protected? Wait, let me, hold up, real quick, real quick. Forgive me, y'all. That goofball, it was sent to me, of course, because I don't, I don't frequent his channel. But this goofball said I was protected. Who protected me, uh, Edward, little, little Eddie? I, I don't recall O'Shea texting me or calling me and saying, hey, you're under my protection. I don't recall getting that phone call or that text or that email because, you know, O'Shea, we, we would talk on the phone. So I don't recall getting this blessing from one of the founders of the space saying I was protected. And he, he, he likes to call me an agent of chaos. I'll take that. I like that. You know why? You know why? Because that makes me sound dangerous. That makes me sound dangerous. I'll take that as a compliment. All right, now let's get back onto the story. The two are still extremely close until this very day, along with rides in his private jet. Dave is very helpful with his mother, even when it comes to helping her with the basics. During the prime of the pandemic, basic supplies were very hard to come by. For that reason, Dave needed to send his mom toilet paper. I know this sounds like a petty thing, but it broke my heart. I had to send my mom toilet paper. What's wrong with baby wipes? Baby wipes are better than toilet paper. I use baby wipes. I've been using baby wipes. What, what is this? I don't know, seven, eight years now. Listen, I've been using baby wipes. I can never go back to toilet paper. Matter of fact, I look at y'all from the balcony. You know, like the, the uppity vampires. You know how vampires are very, um, what is it? What's the term I'm looking for? Whatever. Okay. Very arist- 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 aristocratic. Okay, yeah, vampires are very aristocratic. So I'm a vampire looking over my railing at people that use toilet paper. I look at y'all like, mm. you know that picture of Blue Ivy when she just, mm, they use toilet paper. Ah, you cannot pay me to ever use toilet paper. Ever, ever, never. I've, no. 
<laughs> I look at people that use toilet paper like, mm, you use toilet paper. You're not clean. <laughs> I'm like, you're not clean. <laughs> Let's continue. She's been going to the store and waiting in line in San Francisco to get toilet paper. They won't tell her before she goes in. She has to wait in line to go in. They won't let her. They won't tell her if, if they have toilet paper in stock or not. They just they will just have to have her wait in line. She goes in and she doesn't have it for weeks or whatever. She's been without toilet paper, so I had to ship her ship her out. It breaks my heart that I have to send my mom toilet paper. That see what, what boy? This is the dumbest story. Now let's get to what Fanny Pacquiao actually said. Okay, that was the team logo of Manny because now because if for those that don't remember or don't know, uh, Dave Batista's daddy is Filipino. Dave Batista's dad is Filipino, and I believe his mother is Greek. Okay. Because he has a lot of poly, he has a lot of Polynesian tattoos. That that explains that side of 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 his this uh, lineage. All right, that's why he has Polynesian tattoos. All right. So what exactly did Manny Pacquiao say? Um, Dave Batista said got one of his tattoos covered up because of his connection to a former friend who made anti-gay statements. Uh, let's see, let's see. It was a friend of a logo of a friend who was, who was someone I really looked up to. He later came out publicly with some statements and turned out to be an extreme homophobe. Okay, she, the old tattoo is a flaming meteor, which is the team logo for Filipino. Okay, okay. Yeah, but it doesn't say exactly what Manny said. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is when Manny was running for sten- a Senate. Okay, I asked him about same-sex marriage. He said, in part, if men mate with men and women mate with women, ooh, they are worse than animals. Oh, <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> well, all, well, all right. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> God damn. Hey, wait, shit. Um, and after the backlash, he apologized. He said, "I'm sorry for hurting people by comparing them to animals. Please forgive me for that. I've hurt for those I've hurt. I still stand on my belief that I'm against same-sex marriage because of what the Bible says." Okay, but I'm not condemning the the L Gibbets. I love you all with the love of the Lord. God bless you all, and I'm praying for. But you know what the Bible says about them people, y'all. The Bible is is not very nice and kind to those people in that book, right? <laughs> Hello po sa inyong lahat. Uh, maraming salamat. Oh, okay, you speaking. Okay, brother. I mean, I'm not bilingual like that. Um, Nike had then terminated his relationship with Pacquiao as a result of the initial comments. But but once it, I respect Manny for standing on his, on his square, he, even though he, he apologized, but he still said, look, the Bible says this about you people, which, which I don't understand because why do y'all go to a, a religion and read from a book that basically condemns y'all? You know what? Let's find the verse. Come on, we. we I mean, the show's gonna go left anyway. God damn it! What does the Bible say about? Let's see how smart the AI is. Oh, not that smart. Nope. What? 
There we go. All right, let's find the actual. Okay, 12 Bible verses about marriage, in marriage. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. All right, adultery. I don't care about all that. He finds a good wife. Blah, 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 blah. Nah, okay, that's not it. Let's look. Ah, oh, goddammit. What? Uh, let's see, let's see, okay. What is this? What is this? No. No. What, uh, what, what, what are you taking me? Where is this? Okay, alright, here we go. QChristian.org. Ah oh, man, well, come on, man. Let me tell. How should we read the? So you're gonna try to convince people that hey, even though this religion basically condemns y'all and says y'all y'all the worst thing, right? Called you an, an abomination. You still want to teach people to how to? This is crazy. This is crazy. What does it say? No, on the me. How should we read the Bible? Wow. Okay, this is crazy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, here we go. Genesis 1. Uh-oh. No, that's not good because they, they, they use the term intersex. That makes no sense. Okay, Genesis 2. Oh, they're putting their own spin on it. Oh, this is how they're going to do it. Oh, no. 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 Was it Deuteronomy? This is bad. Oh, they're going to spin this how they see fit. Wow. Ah, oh, damn it. Somebody just find me a site where it just gets right to it. You can't even. It's. Have you noticed it's getting harder and harder for you to find the actual verse? It's getting harder and harder for you to find what it what it exactly it says about it in the Bible. I don't want a tomato. All right, yeah, cut it up real little. Okay, then what other passages? Okay, wait, wait. And on the boys. Oh man, come on, come on. Where's it at? Where's it at? Yeah, I'm noticing that. It's making it very, very hard for you to find the actual. Okay, I know what to, I know. I have this. How we gonna trick it? Okay. Ooh, who are an abomination? Who are an abomination to God? Okay, let's see. Let's see. Proverbs list seven things. Abomination. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, the Torah, no, 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 no. Wow, this is going way left, y'all. I'm so sorry. Unclean spirits. You don't care about the foods. Oh, man. They're really making it hard for you to find that. 
Let's okay, that's fine. That's reverse. Uh, heard that sacrifice. Okay. Wait, oh, I know. I know. Okay. Um, a man that layeth with with another man. A man. Okay. Yeah. 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 If man. Okay. Let's go to King James. All right, Leviticus. All right. I think we got it, y'all. Here we go. Okay. Sorry it took so long. <laughs> Leviticus. <laughs> 2013 in King James, it says, If a man also lie with mankind, as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Okay. Now, once again, please un help me understand how, if you are one of those people, how do you come to a religion and, uh, and read from a book that says that deems you an abomination and says you shall surely be put to death? How, how do you, and, and if you're a pastor, you can't spin this. You can't spin this. How do you spin this? You know what? Let's look up the word abomination. Abomination. I was not trying to get all theological tonight. I was not the plan. <laughs> that was not the plan. What does abomination mean? Okay, I don't want the examples. I just want the meaning. Here we go. Let's go to Christian Terms Wiki. Okay. Anything abominable, anything greatly disliked or abhorred, intense, intense aversion or loathing, detestation, a vile, shameful, or detestable action, condition, or habit. And these are all the examples of abominations listed in the Bible for the most part. Okay, once again, Le Le Leviticus 18.22. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Leviticus 20.13. If a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed abomination. Okay. Okay. Okay, Romans 1. What does Romans 1 say? Now close. Close. What does Roman Romans one say? Okay, let's see. Mm -hmm. Get the man, the guilt of mankind. Okay. Oh, might be it. Uh, exchange for okay. Had sexual impurity for degrading their bodies. Okay, okay. Um, because okay, even their women exchange natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. Okay. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Oh, here we go. This is it. This is it. Okay. So, section 26. Okay, no, it's 27, 27. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. 
So furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do they do what ought not be done. They have become they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Okay. Okay. So shout out to Pacquiao for saying, you know what? The Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me for the Bible tells me so. Now, I, now, I'm not hardcore. I don't look at women. I don't judge women because I, I, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. My theory or my belief is that the majority of women and the majority are bisexual. You just, you're going to have a hard time trying to convince me otherwise. All right. So I'm not a hard, I'm not a hardcore guy like that. You know, hey, if you're a guy and you like, that's what you like. Hey, that's what you like. You know? Okay. Yeah, I, just as like, I don't want people telling me to like, not like buff chicks. Hey, I don't want, I'm not going to tell you who not to like. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh... <laughs> hey, I wasn't ready for all this. I wasn't ready for all this. <laughs> This theological deep dive and shit. I was not trying to have no damn church, no church sermon today. All right. Okay. <laughs> I've been delivered. I don't watch Pornhub no more. Hey, I'm just saying, man. Hey, I, I probably thought what's going on, big homie. All right. Hey, I, like I said, I try not to be judgmental or, you know, or at least not, not as hypocritical as everybody else. I try not to be. All right. So let's do this. Let's get into a 50 cent story. And then we're going to get into Jonathan Majors. Let's do a 50 cent story. Him and Steve Jobs. This is hilarious. I'm telling you, man, if this man ever just did a, like a comedy skit of all of his, his, his dealings with people, I'm telling you, it's insane. Insane. Let's go. I met Steve Jobs in Jimmy Alvin's office. I got a chance to see my own eyes. He spent the weekend with him, Dr. Dre, and... The whole weekend, he sat there. The first time I sat there, I went in there 10 minutes before I told him, let me see that. They gave it to me. I said, what is it called? It's called an iPod? How many songs you said this whole? You think you can sell an iPod? I can sell an iPod. <laughs> he looked at Jimmy. Jimmy said, believe it or not, the kid is golden. I don't care. Whatever he says right now, it's going to go. And he just went with it. He just gave me $150. Jimmy will tell you. In that 10 minutes that I sat there, I got him to give me $150,000. Right there. As soon as we sat in there, because the first time this Apple did product placement in anything, any music video, was P.I.M.P. That's what's up. That's what's up. He has the best hip-hop stories, man. The best adventures. That's, I, did not, I didn't know he was the first one for product placement. That's dope. That's dope. I fucks with that. Now, let's get into the Jonathan Majors, I, I want to say PR spin. 
I'm going to call this a PR spin because why am I calling it a PR spin? Because when the Ebony picture photo shoot came out, you heard no rhyme or reason or the inspiration for the photo shoot. Right. So when, when, when they released the pictures, they said, here, here's Jonathan majors, um, Ebony magazine, um, enjoy the pictures. And there was no explanation. What was the inspiration for the photo shoot? Now, after a week and black folk have been calling this man ugly and effeminate. So now the PR campaign kind of rolls in. Now, all of a sudden you see online the inspiration for Jonathan majors photo shoot. Funny how that works. The timing. Okay. Oh, oh shit. Uh Oh yeah. See, Nick gonna send you straight to hell. Yeah. Not gonna rob the hangman. <laughs> If Nick is the hangman, you will not rob the hangman. All right. So let me just show you how the PR spin is working or how it works real quick. So this is Jonathan red carpet quantum mania, right? It, it did okay at the, at the theaters the reviews are 50. I think still that 50% roughly. Um, we're all waiting to see how much it drops next week for the second week drop off. If this thing drops off more than 60%, that's not good, but I, I don't know anything. If it's 50% drop off, that's okay. But if it's more than 60% drop off, this may be a problem. Okay. So let's get, let's get to the, the, the PR spin. You ready? Let's go. So what was your reaction when you saw the photo hit the internet? Uh, I was, I was actually in a photo shoot oh, wow. when my phone started talking and I went, it's cool. It's cool. But there's a number. And when that number reaches about 32, Something's happened. Something's happening. And I got a baby. So I'm like, let me check. I look and I go, oh, no. Oh, no. oh yes. <laughs> I think about the photo shoot. You yeah. know, and the folks that were there. Uh, Asia was there. Yeah. Uh -huh. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, she was there. I thought about her and about uh, all the wonderful folks and the culture, you know. And, yeah. and it's great. A beautiful, beautiful blackness, art, culture, creativity. That's what we're about, That's you know what I mean? About. And it's always good, it's always good to make a ruckus. Yes. You know what I mean? When it's a positive ruckus, a po make positive the positive ruckus. Okay, now if you consider his ebony shoot a positive ruckus, so now let me let me walk it back for everybody. And let me walk it back for everybody. We got a, some people may be a little late not understanding all the, the ruckus that he's talking about. Um, Let's do, I want everybody to understand the ruckus that he's calling positive. Ebony. Okay. But I don't think a lot of people saw seeing all, all of the shots. Okay. Mainly these pictures here. Okay. Now all of a sudden the inspiration for it comes comes out. Now mind you, 24 hours ago, you didn't see the inspiration for the photo shoot. 48 hours ago, you didn't see the inspiration for the photo shoot. 72 hours ago, you didn't see the motive, the inspiration or the motivation behind the photo shoot. Do you see how the, how quickly the PR campaign works? You see how quickly that works? This thing has been out for a week. He, he, black folk have been dragging him for a week, positive or negative. And not one time had you heard about the inspiration behind this particular photo shoot. Now all of a sudden here comes the inspiration. It was inspired. One of my Jojo bizarre favorite characters. Oh really? Yeah. Dolphamingo. Yeah. Did anybody hear from hear about Dolphamingo last week? Six days ago, five days ago, four days ago, 
three days ago. You never heard it. You never heard it. But now all of a sudden, this is the inspiration. So let's go to Twitter so we get better, better uh, understanding. But I want you all to see how quickly the PR campaign works. All right. The machine, when the machine is behind you, there's nothing to talk about. When the machine is behind you, there's nothing, there's nothing you can say or do. Okay. When the machine is behind you, what can you say? What can you say? I'll do this. Now, now all of a sudden, when it come, when you pull, when you pull it up, you'll see Dolphamingo. Forty-eight hours ago, there was now all of a sudden it's all over Twitter. Okay, stylist Alexander Julian Gibson confirms that he styled Jonathan Majors' Ebony magazine photo shoot after Dolphamingo from One Piece. Now, One Piece, they do have a, a Netflix Netflix green light green lit a uh, a live action movie of, of one piece. But once again, 48 hours ago, this was not, this was not here. 48 hours ago, this was not here. 48 hours ago, this was not here. Y'all. Now all of a sudden, no, he's not weird. The stylist one piece, one piece anime. I shit you not, 24 hours ago, this was not here. None of this. None of this. When I, when I went looking for Jonathan Majors and found the movie, the gay movie he did 2017, did you see anything about One Piece? Did you see anything about One Piece when we went looking down the rabbit hole for Jonathan Majors and found the gay, the gay movie? When I did the gay movie, shit, I was like, oh, I didn't know this movie existed. Did you see anything about One Piece or Dolphamingo? Yes or no? Yes or no? Now, all of a sudden, this is the inspiration. We got confirmation. <laughs> Dolphamingo was the inspo in the Jonathan Majors photo shoot. When? When? I just polled my kids and they immediately identified the inspiration for this shoot as the One Piece anime character Dolphamingo. When? When? When did this happen, y'all? Cause I didn't do this. What? Not even, not even a week ago. Yeah. This man, listen, and I know this to this dude, but he going to do whatever it takes to stay where he's at. All right. But now nah, here we go. There's always an anime reference since when now all of a sudden here comes the one, all the one piece connections. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, that's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna do it. The power of the machine behind you, y'all. So now that the inspiration is One Piece, is this still not? Is he still not emasculated? Is this still like tutti frutti, fresh and fruity? Yes or no? Are you still gonna be like, oh, that? You know, that's how we brothers was in the seventies wearing this stuff. Yes or no? And that's cool. But I'm just here to tell you, 24 hours ago, there were no mentionings of One Piece. 48 hours ago, there was no mentioning of One Piece. 
So you need to tell me it takes a week for y'all to figure out, oh, this is what the inspiration for the, for the photo shoot. That's not how it works, y'all. That's not how it works. 72 hours ago, this was not here. 72 hours ago, this was not here. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Make of it what you will. Okay? <laughs> Make of it what you will. Uh, let me do this. Let me pull back. Let me pull back. <laughs> yeah, I'm t- not 24 hours ago. Literally just sprung up. Literally just sprung up. But that's what's up. And like I said, the machine, I'm not mad at the machine. When the machine is working for you, who, who shall be against you? Now, before I get into uh, homeboy Rolo Tomasi, um, let me do this real quick. Let me address the um, the, the cash apps. Uh, Creative Mind, thank you for the 10 on the cash app. Appreciate it. <laughs> Sipping on some leche fuego. That just sounds like, what is that, hot milk? Mm-hmm. Uh, Farron, thank you for the 10 on the cash app. Farron's birthday is tomorrow, everybody. Everybody wish Farron a happy birthday. Thank you, hon. And no, ain't, 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 ain't no happy Mardi Gras. Y'all don't let the Indians come through there and take y'all Mardi Gras. Them Indian women still down there taking over y'all Mardi Gras. All right. What did Rolo Tomasi do? Now, listen, I don't follow Rolo Tomasi. I'm aware of him. Once again, if you want to vet all of these dating coaches and these guys that teach, you know, alpha maleness, pull up pictures with them and women. That's all you have to do. Pull up pictures of them with women. This is pretty bad. Now, I didn't do the green lines. Somebody beat me to the punch, but hell, we're here for it. What in the hell is this? Rolo Tomasi, what the hell are you doing, sir? Rolo Tomasi, what are you doing? You're not in your 20s. You're not in your 30s. You're, you're, what, how old is Rolo Tomasi? This man's pushing 50. You ain't learned this alpha thing yet. Huh? Y'all, <laughs> he hasn't figured out this alpha thing yet. So why is it all these these uber masculine, uber alpha guys that teach you how to do what to do with women. How come when it's their turn to, to, to show you how it's done, they fail? Mi- yeah, oomph. <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> where's the alpha at? Where, where yeah, where's the alpha? Do you see any chemistry? Look, I see space. I don't see titty meat. You know what I'm saying? This woman ain't into it. Yo, I've never read the book. Hell no. I don't want to read this man's book. Oh, wait. They acting bad. The mayor getting into finger. Oh, shit. Wait. Finger fights with parade crews. Five people got shot. Oh, no. That's horrible. That's horrible. Third Ward, come get your boy Rolo Tomasi, man. Listen, 
I, I find it funny. Every time these guys get up, it's time for them to set up to the plate and show you how it's done. Every time they let you down. Every time they let you down. Every time. So let's point out everything that's wrong with this picture. Now I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna nitpick all this, but clearly, clearly, what you never do is lean into the woman. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Shame on you, Rolo Tomasi. You're leaning into this woman. This is a very fake and forced smile. Okay. And then clearly she's leaning away from him. I mean, you can see this without the lines, y'all. And then and then there's space. Listen, if she's into you. There should be no space. You should have some form of titty meat on you. If there's no titty meat on you, she's not into you. Okay? Take that from me. If, if, if you don't feel areola right here or right here, it, she's not into you. Now, what is going on with this hand? Yes, this, this hand thing. What is, what is, what is, what are we doing here? What, what is it? <laughs> was he giving her the claw? Like, what the? The fuck is Rollo Tabasi doing? And trust me, I went to his IG and I couldn't find I couldn't find any pictures of him with women. Like I, I he had some he had some footage of him in in Vegas filming women, but I couldn't find any any pictures of him with women like this. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to who sent me this. I'm not gonna sh- I'm not gonna say anything out of they protect you. All right, yeah. Your boy Rollo Tomasi, you know, I need to turn this into a, uh, I'm going to turn this into a short. I'm going to turn this into a short. This is not the way, y'all. Yeah, you're giving her the, the lobster claw. What the fuck, is, what are we doing here, bruh? Like, are you, were you in mid-thought? Should I unfurl my hand or should I keep it here to make her feel safe or, you know? What is this? What is this? What is this? Take my strong <laughs> take my strong hand. <laughs> take my strong hand. <laughs> yeah, what that fool say? <laughs> take my strong hand. <laughs> what? Listen. Sexy red one. By the time you, you're done with my class, all you will see are green lines. Trust me. By the time I'm, you're done with this class, all you're going to see is green lines. That's it. That's all. Okay. Take, 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 take my strong hand. <laughs> the hand was like all like this. Oh, God, he had DJ Paul hand. <laughs> like I'm no bro. I don't want to shake you. I don't want to shake your deformed hand. All right. Take my strong hand. That's not what we're doing, bro. All right, let's do this real quick. Let's see what we can find from uh let's let's go to IG real quick. Instagram. Let's see what we can find real quick. No, not this. Damn it. Exit. Okay, let's see. Let's go let's go hunting. Let's go hunting. Let's go let's go hunting for alphas. Cuz I got time. Let's go alpha hunting. Who do we want to look up? Let's look up Coach Greg Adams. Where is this? Is this, this it? Okay, let's see what we can find from Coach Greg Adams. Let's see if we can find what we can find from Coach Greg Adams. I'm, I'm, I'm here to be petty. I'm here to be petty. 
Let's go hunting, y'all. Come on, hurry up. Hurry up. Fresh, refresh. Let's go hunting. Let's go hunting. Ah, oh, come on, hurry up. Let's go hunting. That's all you got? Ah, oh, man, I know you got more. I mean, you got more than this. Let's see. What is this? No, no. My shit running hella slow. No, what's that? Let's see. Um. Mm. Let's do this. Let's. We go to his Twitter. Shall we go to his Twitter? Is it linked? Yes. Let's go to Twitter. Let's see what we can find on Twitter. Let's see if we can find. On let's see if we can find him in, on Twitter next to somebody. No, probably not. Probably not. Yo, if y'all catch Coach Greg, got him slipping, send it to me, and we'll break it down together. And I think he's very crafty and not showing himself with women. I believe he's very crafty, very deliberate, and not showing himself with women. I think he that's that's on purpose. Because I can't find this dude next to a woman anywhere. I think it was one time that they were at a bar or something. That's like the only picture I've ever found of him. So that's what we're going to do, y'all. We're going to go hunting. And if y'all see any of these dudes with um with women, send it to me so we can break this shit down. So we, so we can put them to the green line test. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to look for you. We're going we gonna to catch these dudes slipping. Let's see. Tag. No, tag. No, 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 no. Okay, this shit's whack. Nah, this shit's whack. Of course. Yeah, yeah. That's very um deliberate. Very deliberate. Steph is cold. Okay, I'm not going to do Lucario. I fucks with Lucario. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do Lucario. I fucks with I fucks with Lucario. Let's do Steph is cold. Let's find him on it. Let's go to IG. I know I'm gonna catch him slipping because he's young. I know I'm gonna catch him slipping. I know I'm gonna catch him slipping. Uh Steph is cold. Uh oh, here we go. All right, young man, let's see. I better not catch you slipping. I better not catch you slipping. Ah, yes, yeah, they're, they're slick. They're smart for not posting themselves with women. Because you already know what's going to happen. Because you already know what's going to happen. Let's see what happens. Is it tag, tag anyone? Tag, tag, tag. No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. Let's see. Let's go up here back to post. Let's see Miami. We catch him slipping to Miami. No. No, I don't think he's gonna he's not gonna show himself with a woman. Nope. 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 
because they know better. Let's see what happened in New York. Oh, look at one. You know what? Let's, let's, let's. I want to see what kind of watch that was. I, I know it's not, that's not an AB. I know that's an authorized dealer. That's not an authorized dealer. I know it's not. But anywho. Let's see. Let's see. No, no women. No women. No. No. Okay, let's see what's going on in Vegas. Let's see. No, nothing in Vegas. Nope, nope, nope. All right, y'all. So listen, the challenge is out. The challenge is out. If you see these dudes with women, send me the pictures so we can put them to the green line test. Oh, yeah. I already, listen, I already know about stories about him. He he, he went to go see. Uh, he went to go. He went to Minneapolis. He went to no. He went to Minnesota to go see a content creator. And the content creator is like, come on out, come hang out. And Steph couldn't leave the room because his girl was there. He brought his woman with him. <laughs> it was a couple years ago. So, I, you know, I'll let him I'll let that one live. But, yeah, that the challenge is out, y'all. If you see these dudes, any of these super uber alpha masculine dudes, the challenge, the challenge is out. Send me the pictures, and we're going to put their asses to the uh, green light. To AMS the same. Okay? All right? That's a lot of super chat money. <laughs> you know what? Let's do this. Let me see if we can find AMS. Go back to IG. Let's go back to IG. Uh, alpha. L. Is that him? There is him. Yeah, these guys are not going to show themselves a woman. But, but, okay, I got to fail. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is a fail. Why is this a fail, y'all? Why is this a fail? Why did alpha male strategies fail this? Why did he fail this? Why did he fail this? Why did he fail this? What is he doing that you're not supposed to do ever, 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 ever? Oh, uh, Steph has been embarrassed a couple of times. Oh shit! I gotta see the picture. No, never mind. Okay, fail. Here we got a we got a failure. Just rock with me. Why is this? Why is this a failure? Steph has been embarrassed a couple of times, especially when the girl hung up in it on his ass during the interview. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! You remember that? Okay, 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 okay. Now, why is this a failure, y'all? Why is this a fail? Why exactly? You never lean in, man. Never. I don't give a fuck who you taking a picture with. You never. 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 You never, ever lean in. Why are you leaning in, AMS? Why? Why? Why are you leaning in? Okay, this is not about Jap. This is about the man that's leaning in. Okay, this is about the man that's leaning in. You never lean in, y'all. Never, ever, ever, ever. 
Let's see what else we can find. Okay. I will say that these guys are smart for not posting pictures with themselves of women. Because <laughs> the true self usually will come out. The true self will usually come out. The true self will usually come out. Okay. Let's see. Restaurants. Let's check out restaurants. Let's see what we can find here. All right. No. No. I mean, I mean, I'm thinking if I was a dating coach, right, I would be like, well, here's me with a bunch of women and my various and our episodes and escapades with women. I don't know. Okay. All right. So I've, I've thrown, I've thrown out the gauntlet. Once again, if you see him, tag him and send it to me and we'll put him to the green line test. All right. Cool. Cool. Let's go. On, let's get on to our next topic. What I want to talk about and get rid of that. Oh, let's look up. Um, it's synchron stuff. But the synchron thing is crazy, yo. Let me look it up real quick. Synchron. Here we go. Okay. Listen. This shit here. Wait a minute, let me get that. This wait, where they go? Where they go? This right here, holy cow! This is synchron. This is synchron. The endovascular brain computer interface. Uh oh, oh no, no! Oh, damn it! Damn it! <sighs> okay. All right. Damn it. Damn it, Carrie. Damn it. Damn it to hell. All right. Let me let me send myself this one. Beats. <laughs> All right. This is uh Synchron, y'all. This is a very, very big deal. Listen, look at these numbers. Pay attention to these numbers. Oh, where's voice, voice, voice? Wait, wait, wait. There's 400 miles of blood vessels in the brain. They have 105 patents pending. Okay. 26 peer-reviewed articles. Wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to get this picture for y'all. Y'all blame Carrie for this. I, I wasn't trying to do it. Listen, I'm, I'm, this is... I would consider this friendly fire, but fuck it, might as well. <laughs> might as well. All right. This is the next step, y'all. Okay, yeah, Brainiac <laughs> origin, villain origin story. Let's see what the, what the video, what, let's see what happens here. Now, this is Stephen Hawkins. Oh, shit. God damn it. He said, now, let me go back, pull it back. Ah, come on, come on, let me pull it back, pull it back. 
the future of communicate the future communications brain computer interfaces with tools blah 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 okay this is the world's first brain computer interface two people with paralysis have regained the ability to text email shop and bank it works like a brain bluetooth I think it's going to be transformative technology capable of streaming direct thought for people who through injury or disease have lost the capacity to move or speak. Brain computer interfaces are a technology that record from a particular area of the brain called the motor cortex. It's a progressive disease that will eventually cause me to lose my voice and um, the use of my limbs. But uh, I've embarked on a trial using a stem drive device. The promise and the hope of this technology is to regain independence for people who have lost their physical independence. Okay. What we're doing differently is using the blood vessels as the natural highway into the brain and lacing the inside of the blood vessels with electrodes or sensors that can record activity from the brain. Are y'all seeing this? This is wild. Those signals travel through a lead that exits out the body through telemetry unit that goes into a computer and those signals can be interpreted by the computer into different types of actions or commands. When the system's connected, we'll be able to see the neural signal flowing through and we'll spend some time studying those signals while the participant performs specific movements or the participant thinks about performing those movements. We can tra translate these signals into uh, switches or, or clicks. If a patient really wants to use the computer, for example, we can offer them a, a mouse click and they can start using the mouse as, as they would uh, have before they were paralyzed. That platform then is like a Bluetooth out of your brain to control a computer or a device where there is no need for a keyboard or a mouse. This is a truly hands-free, brain-controlled platform. So Graham came right now, surf the web, write up Word documents, check his emails, do basically everything that a person normally can on a computer using nothing but his brain. Man, that's crazy. Even now, I find it a bit mind-boggling that he can do that. I sort of got the concept of what they're doing, but how it's working, I still find it a little bit awe-inspiring, actually. The best way this goes is that someone who's had a severe injury, who has had the best part of their life ripped away from them in terms of independence, gets control back in a way that lets them be their best person. We've done the first step and it's really exciting to think about where it's gonna go next. Yo, this is game changer right here, y'all. This is wild business. Okay, so, learn about our first product. Access to the brain, jeez, man. Okay, it's a motor neuro, uh, neuroprosthesis designed to bypass damaged neural pathways in patients with severe paralysis. 
allowing them to restore motor capabilities, including control of digital devices. This is wild. I'm not even mad. But we all know the road to hell is paved with good intentions. The strentode is an endovascular implant placed in a vein alongside the motor cortex, which generates any signal related to movement. A receiver device implanted in the chest transmits the neural signals to a decoder. A machine learning algorithm translates those signals into specific digital commands. Because that's all really paralysis is, is the signals are not being received in a nutshell. Right? Fully implanted components with no visible effects on the body. Designed to be simple to use and dependable technology that works immediately. Patterns of thinking are translated directly into digital commands to control any device designed to be fully customizable to patient needs and adapt over time. Wow. The node consists of the strength node and our internal receiver transmitter unit that is placed in the chest under the skin. It records brain signals from the motor, motor cortex and provides wireless transmission of raw data to the external devices. The axon wirelessly detects raw brain signals from the node and translates them into a standardized digital commands that can be recognized by any Bluetooth device. Our end user software brain IO is a hands-free thought controlled platform that uses translated brain signals to restore motor motor capabilities to achieve digital freedom. Listen, if you have somebody that's paralyzed, you're, you're trying to get in this. Okay, if somebody's paralyzed that, you know, you're trying to get them this shit. Let's, let's stop the cap. But, you know, if this if this company is public, buy some stock in them. Okay. Come on, somebody. We all know somebody that's, that's paralyzed. We're going to try to get this for them. Okay. All right. This is insane. I am too. But listen, tell your paralyzed auntie or uncle this. You know, you think they're going to be like, oh, I didn't think about it. Hell no. Yes. And this is how Sky is going to get a soldier. I, 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 I'm, on, I'm in the minority, but this is awesome. For those that it, it can and will help. Uh, uh, man. It's Johnny Silverhead. <laughs> Hand going up on this shit. This is... It, this is fa- it's scary, but it's fascinating at the same time. This is insane, man. So the latest news, let's go to the latest news. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, how endovascular brain-computer inter- interface could help patients with, with severe paralysis communicate. Come on, y'all. This is, you're going you're gonna to try and get your folks on this. Uh, Synchron raises $75 million C led by Arch Venture Partners to advance endovascular. Yo, if you got money, but you better invest in this. Here we go. Bezos and Gates are making bets on brain interface company Synchron. See? Competition. Competition. You think they're going to let Elon Musk be the only one with Neuralink? Hell no. This was back in December. This is back in December. Competition is going to lead this thing. This is crazy.
Yo, you better buy some stock in this company. You better buy some stock in this company. New York-based Centron, which makes a device, is also the first company to gain approval. First company to gain approval from the U.S. FDA to run clinical trials on a computer brain implant. It's it's coming. It's coming. Okay? It's here. Synchron has six patients using the device called a Synchron Switch, and Gorm is the first ever to use it with an Apple product, the company said. Synchron, which has raised $70 million in venture and other funding, foots the cost of implanting and maintaining the device. And listen, y'all talk about automation, cars, and trucks and shit. This right here, this is what y'all should be on right now. Okay? And I, I get it. There's other forms of tech, but this tech right here, this right here, should be on everybody's radar. Okay? Inserted into the top of the brain via blood vessel in a minimally invasive procedure. It's controlled wireless, wirelessly using the synchron switch from the patient's chest. This is insane. Okay, so for now, synchron is keeping it simple. It isn't trying to get patients to play Pong or type 20 words a minute with their brain. Rather, it trains the device to recognize the brain signal for a foot tap. This is him texting his dude back. So when Gorham, who loves classic cars in St. Kilda, the Aussie Rules Football Club, thinks about tapping his foot, his iPad registers that as the tap of a finger on the screen. With Gorham's message, an important milestone had been reached in an effort to connect computers to brains. And we're from something that happens in university research labs to something that every consumer can viscerally comprehend. People can control iPhones with their brains. Apple and Google have been waiting for this moment. The human brain could now be a peripheral de device like your AirPods or stylus. What's really exciting about this project, of course, is that they're, they've done something really innovative and connected it to, into something that's standard. Game changer, y'all. Companies like Apple are investing in research in this area. Apple, for instance, has staff at Carnegie Mellon University where it funds research into computer human interfaces. She said tech companies like Apple will have to figure out how to make Synchron devices work better and with less latency to speed up the process. Uh, Synchron has raced ahead of its competition in this area by, in essence, being practical. Uh, with its string node uh, running across the middle of the brain, the sensors don't have a comprehensive view of the data that constantly emanates from it, but it has enough for a minimally viable product. Neuralink, its goal of allowing humans to control iPhones with brain implants, Neuralink's implants provide more fidelity in what's going on by including more sensors that penetrate the brain tissue. Now there's, so basically, the more access, the more implants into the brain, the more the device can do. That's the sketchy part. That's the sketchy part. Okay. Uh, it has demonstrated its tech with a monkey playing a video game with his brain. Okay, so here's some of the problems. The problem so far with those approaches, as impressive and ambitious as they are, is that the human body has a way of messing them up. 
Scar tissue can build up around the sensors, which block signals and create other problems, or the body can reject the sensors altogether. Not good when they're attached to the brain. Synchron's implants are meant to be permanent and have lasted more than one year in in at least four patients, and the company says there have been no reported serious adverse events related to the the device. Other companies have attempted to do the same thing without entering the body by reading brainwaves from outside the skull. Microsoft's research arm has eight people working on such a subject or project rather. Okay. This is, this, this is, you want to talk transhumanism here, here you go. Right. Um, the, the movie Johnny Depp transcendence right before he died, they scanned his brain and all of his thoughts and they downloaded that shit into a computer onto a chip. All right. It's already here. It's already here. There's no fighting this and rebelling against that. And they ain't going to be done at all that shit because they're going to offer you services like this and the people will comply. The people will comply. All right. This is this is crazy. All right, let me pull it back. And then let me get to my final story um, of the night and we'll get it out of here. Oh, yeah, the chip is coming. Chip is coming. And the chip is coming. All right, let me find a video real quick. Yeah, lawnmower man. Exactly. Made the, made the dummy smart. So, too smart. Super smart. Right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. God damn it, Carrie. Carrie, you, Carrie, you ain't right, sis, but we going, okay. Before we go into the last subject, we're going to go another green line failure test. Lord have mercy. A huge green line failure. Steve the Dean, listen, brother, this is friendly fire. This is not about, I have nothing against you. Um, I actually fucks with you, you know, but a failure is a failure. And we do not tolerate failure. Team. We do not tolerate failure. Listen, I, I get it. You get around your girl, you get happy and get goofy, get silly. Never, ever let them see you like this. Do you understand? Never let them see you like this. Ever. Yes, Johnny Mnemonic. Yes, another great example. Don't ever, ever let them see you like this. Ever. Do you understand? Do you understand, men? Don't ever let them see you like this. Okay? Don't you ever, ever let them see you like this. Okay? Ain't enough alpha juice for you to explain this away to me. Okay? Ever. I don't care how many men you cuss out on, 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 a, on a show. Don't you ever let them see you like this. Okay. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever let them see y'all lacking like this. I've been ever catching on y'all lacking. Where you at? Where you at? Jay Jermaine, I've been ever catch you lacking like this, bruh. Stevie B, I've been ever catch y'all lacking. RC, Roscoe, if I catch y'all lacking like this. Okay. <laughs> don't ever let me catch you. <laughs> Just K2B2 said I thought I was a ball woman. You know what? I'm gone. I'm gone. 
Don't ever let me catch y'all lacking. Edmund, I bet not catch you like this. I bet not catch y'all like this ever. Tavares, I bet not. Don't let me catch you. Faro, I'm not playing with y'all. Don't let me catch y'all lacking like this. Information man, don't let me catch you like this either. Don't let me let y'all, don't let me catch y'all lacking. Ultimate supreme failure. Supreme failure. Don't ever let me catch y'all lacking like this with a woman. Ever. Okay? All right, let me do this real quick. Let me find that, the footage so I can... Um, then in downloads and my downloads should be my downloads. Don't ever, 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 ever let me catch y'all like this. And of course, it's not going to be where I need it to be because the phone just does what it, the fuck it wants to do. Um, Alec Baldwin. I think Alec Baldwin is going to beat his case, y'all. I think Alec Baldwin is going to beat his case. Um, we'll get into it. They reduced or they dropped the charge. They dropped the gun enhancement charge. They dropped the gun enhancement charge. Hold up. I'm just looking for some real quick. Bear with me. Bear with me. Oh man, where the hell is it? I think I would have this stuff already set. Man, all right, let me go on go my site real quick. Hold up. Okay, is this it? This is it. Um, nope. Let's do this. Let's do share. Send it to me. Send the space. Okay, I'm getting this file to myself so we can go over um, Nora Vincent. But before we get to Nora Vincent, uh, we're going to lay out why I believe Alec Baldwin's going to beat that case. And I mean, like, be found not guilty. I just don't see him being found guilty. Come on, are you going to work? Are you going to fucking sit or not? Bitch. My apologies, y'all. Battery device. Clean, clean, clean. All right. This is, this is a fail, y'all. It's failure. We don't tolerate green line failures ever, 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 ever. Now let's get to Alec Baldwin. All right. They dropped the gun enhancement charge. They dropped the gun enhancement charge. Because that was an that was an additional 18 months he was looking at. Alright. So had he been convicted of the involuntary manslaughter and the firearms enhancement, he'd have been looking at a mandatory five years. Okay, so now they dropped the gun enhancement. Um, it would have knocked 18 months off. 
Now here's what here's the killer part. This is why they, the the case is flimsy to begin with. The DA said in order to uh, to avoid further litigious distractions by Mr. Baldwin and his attorneys, the DA and the special prosecutor have removed the firearm enhancement to the involuntary manslaughter charges in the death of Halonya Hutchins. Uh, the prosecution's priority is securing justice, not securing billable hours for big city attorneys. He's going to beat this case, y'all. Baldwin and Gutierrez Reed. Now Gutierrez Reed definitely is going is going to prison, but to kind of pin this on on um, Alec Baldwin is that's a stretch, because Gutierrez was the uh, the armorer or the firearms expert. Okay, they were previously charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter in connection. Uh, the actors also facing a civil lawsuit from the parents and the sister. Let's Mr. Baldwin had no reason to believe there was a live bullet in the gun or anywhere on the set. He relied on the professionals with whom he worked who assured him the gun did not have live rounds. We will fight these charges and we will win. And I believe he will. Rust is officially set to resume production in the spring. Listen, the hype behind this movie, I'm going to watch it just to see. Just, just because. Just because. All right. Cancel. All right, let me do this real quick. Hold up, hold up, hold up. And gallery, nope. Nope, let's do this. Okay. Now we're going to get to Nora Vincent. Um, I only heard about this experiment. I didn't know it was this bad or it, it took this much toll on this woman. Now, Nora Vincent, for those who don't know, uh, was a lesbian feminist. Okay. She was a lesbian feminist. Um, let's do this. Wait. Come on, send it to me. Send it to me. Oh, my God. Seriously, right now? So it's like really not going to sin. Hold on, y'all. Let me, let me find it real quick. I hate when it just does not save it like in ascending order. Like just, it just throws it anywhere in the damn, in the damn folder. And I got to go through the folder and look for the shit. Like who has time for that? Fuck. I could have swore I sent it to myself already. Damn it. No, I did not. Okay. What's it called again? It's called two. Okay, two thousand six. All right, let me find it again. Okay, now I know what it's called. Okay, two thousand six, two thousand six. God damn it. 
Okay, let me do this. Okay, I'll do shit one more time. Yeah, yes, redownload. My apologies, you guys. I'm fucking technology, some bullshit. Okay. Send. And will you send? Um, I'm just waiting to pull up the video of the experiment because reading it is not going to do it any justice and it's not even going to fucking work. Shit. Okay. I'm just going to pull up an article real quick. All right, all right. This is the lesbian feminist who made a real big deal. Um, she impersonated a man for 18 months. She lived as a man for 18 months. This woman lived as a man for 18 months. I can't believe she can't find it, motherfucker. This is so irritating right now. You know what? We'll just go, we'll just find it on YouTube. We'll just look for it on YouTube. Hold up. Okay. All right, here we go. Now, this is the expose, and then we're going to get into, you know, whatever, all the, this woman ended up taking her life, uh, I believe last year. So let's, let's get into this. This is fascinating stuff. She's hardly a supermodel or movie star, but today, Nora Vincent is getting the full-blown glamour treatment. Nora's a writer, and one of these shots will adorn the cover of her new book. This wasn't just a stunt. This was about learning. This is a human project. It was about finding something out about the human creature, and I learned it the best possible way because I went through it. Now, mind you, this woman is a feminist and a lesbian, but her... Her 18 months of going and living as a man totally changed this woman. Changed this woman. Let's go. What Nora went through, or more accurately, what she became in the last two years, was a man. Yeah, a little bit shorter on the top. Okay. No, Nora didn't get a sex change operation. She did it the old-fashioned way, with acting and a disguise. At 5'10", 155 pounds, and wearing men's size 11 shoes, Nora was a natural. Growing up in the Midwest with her actress mother, lawyer father, and two older brothers, Nora was a tomboy with a flair for the dramatic. She says she's still a tomboy and, in fact, is a lesbian living in midtown Manhattan with her partner, Lisa. Okay, now wait. Before we get into it, I, I, want, I want to go over exactly how she prepped for this because she went through some pre serious prep time for this. Oh, where is it at? 
She went through some serious prep time. Okay, so let's do all that they made her do. This is all what she did. Now, this is what she did. Uh, she learned to st simulate stubble by snipping bits of wool and painting them on her chin. She wore her hair already short, cut in a flat top. She bought a rectangular frame glasses to accentuate the angles of her face. She weight trained to build up muscles in her chest and back. Bound her breast with two small sports bras and wore a jock strap stuffed with a soft prosthetic penis. She trained for months with a vocal coach at the Juilliard School in Manhattan who taught her to deepen her voice and slow it down, to lean back as she spoke rather than leaning in, and to use her breath more efficiently. Okay? Then she ventured out to live as a man for 18 months. This is how much prep work. This is some Batman shit. Okay? <laughs> I respect the, the commitment. All right, she did some Batman prep time for this. Fascinating. Let's continue. Work with this. Her transformation into the guy she calls Ned begins with a buzz cut, baggy man's clothes, and a too small sports bra to flatten her breasts. She even wore a little padding in a jock strap. I also try to think, well, what kind of guy is Ned? And get for the rest, she enlisted the help of makeup artist Ryan McWilliams. She just came to me and said, Ryan, I'm, I need to turn into a man. The hair smalls, we can make it, right? And so they came up with a method of shredding braided wool into whisker-sized bits and gluing it onto her face. Women have much stronger nasal resonance as a, as a And then rule. there's the theatrical component. Ha, so just easy Tarzan out on your chest a little. Ha, good. Juilliard voice teacher Kate Murray coached Nora for months on a program of movement, breathing, and speaking. I want you to be the best man you can be. All to incorporate some of the subtle and not-so-subtle characteristics of being a guy. Notice what men do. If they need to suddenly grab a taxi, hey, they just do that. Whereas women will ask for a taxi instead of demand one. When all the pieces are together, hair, makeup, voice, posture, style, the transformation is complete. Ah, damn copyrights. Ah. Vincent. One of these shots will be the second photo on the book cover. The book, Self Made Man, is out today and is about Nora's 18 months living as Ned. I wanted to enter male spheres of interest and see how men are with each other. I wanted to make friends with men. I wanted to know how male friendships work from the inside out. Ned's first act as a newly minted male was to join that quintessential bastion of camaraderie, a men's bowling team. The only problem was she's a terrible bowler. I probably bowled before this three times in my life and that was, you know, in high school when you do it with both hands, you know. So it was just insane for me to walk into this place without any. And why didn't they just run you out of town when they saw how bad you were? It's an amazing thing because I think I mean, that that's shows you the generosity that they had. It was the first of Nora's many surprises. She thought these guys from a working-class Pennsylvania neighborhood would mock Ned's bowling and reject him as a guy. But from their first meeting, they accepted Ned. The handshake was unbelievable. It blew me away the first time I shook hands with a guy, a strange guy. And I was amazed because you think of women, you know, we're so nice, we're so easy, men are so mean. Complete opposite. Hey, baby. And I felt as comfortable as I could feel right away. They just took me in. No questions asked. This is the first time the guys are coming face to face with the female version of Ned. Would you have known me on the street? No. No. Good. Good. You're taller now, remember? Yeah, I know. You're shorter. What happened? <laughs> Though they've known about Nora's true identity for months, How are you? It's good to this see you. reunion is their first chance to talk about their friendship. But you guys had said there wasn't there that game that you know the, the person who didn't make it to a hundred had to wear women's panties at the end of the season. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I'm going to give you guys a shock of your life. The team had bowled together for nine months, and gradually, Nora gained entrance into the inner sanctum. 
She found that all the cussing and good nature ribbing is just how men often show affection for each other. Go oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's right. I forgot all about that. Did you know, based on watching her bowl? I mean, you know, the joke was she bowled like a girl. But well, we had our suspicions today. These guys did. They, I just maybe Ned was gay everybody or else, <laughs> Really? Yeah. Everybody has their own style. You right. know but I mean? my style was... I mean, her style is this. Near the end of the team's run, Nora decided to reveal herself as a woman. Nervous about how they'd react, she tested the waters with the one guy she was closest to. She took Jim out for a drink. So she sits you down, she's very serious, and she says, I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. And what did you say? So the only thing that will blow my mind is that he told me that you were a girl and that she was a guy. And she goes, well, you're half right. <laughs> The she Jim's talking about is Nora's partner, Lisa, who the team had met several times. Jim assumed they were Ned and Lisa, a heterosexual couple. But you didn't believe her at first. At first, well, I was still in shock. I said, how can this possible? You know, where would this come from? This is just a regular Monday night. I was out bowling and having a good time a few minutes ago. Now I'm trapped in this bizarre conversation about your name isn't Ned anymore, you know? Later, Jim told the rest of the team, who all took it well. What do you think Nora expected to find in a bowling? Now, I find it funny. Because, like I said, I didn't know about her mental illness, her state of mental illness, or, or her depression. She seems well-adjusted. She seems she came out of it okay for the most part. Like, everybody learned something. Everybody walked away and got a newfound respect for one another, or especially her, right? And I didn't know her depression was as bad it, as it was. And people were speculating that this experiment um, is what pushed her over the edge. Now, there was another woman that tried this, and she only lasted two days. I can't find... I, I kept hearing stories about this, this second woman that tried it. She only made it two days as a man. And I see why now they kind of squash uh, Nora's work. Because um, it would kill the whole feminist rhetoric that you have to, that men are just like this way and they don't, they're not basically non-human. Um, they won't allow women to do this, what Nora did. They're not going to just let you do this. And they're not going to let you do this, come away with a better or deeper understanding about how men and how tough manhood really is and all that good stuff. This is crazy, but it's fascinating. Alley full of guys. I think you expect to find like a bunch of guys just talking about women's private parts and a bunch of racists. And, you know, I think kind of that's what she came into this thinking. They really showed me up as being the one who was really judgmental because they were the ones who took me in, not knowing anything about me. They were the ones who made me their friend and you know no judgments attached that's not like it. what's wrong nora and jim became closer friends once he knew that he was a she now jim was willing to speak more personally and openly like about his wife's cancer nora came to see that between men intimacy is sadly lacking there's a tremendous potential for tenderness between men and i'm not sure that it's always realized and it listen this is a feminist saying this this is a lesbian feminist acknowledging that men have this is crazy it's terribly sad cracking the mystery of a boy's night out is one thing but what about the explicit world of a man's sexuality i really ran smack up against the difference between male and female sexuality is that female sexuality is mental it's up here and male sexuality is a bodily function it's a necessity you just have to do it when we come back nora goes to strip clubs in the company of men as a man over the 18 months of venturing out in the world as a man, Nora Vincent guesses she put on Ned's whiskers and clothes about 150 times. After the bowling league, she was ready for love and sex. You went to a couple of sex clubs. 
What were you trying to get at? Well, at first I thought, this is sort of the quintessential guy-guy thing to do, right? The bachelor party at the strip club. When I told people initially that I was doing this, they'd say, oh, you gotta go to a strip club. She says the clubs were obviously sexual, but once again, lacking in intimacy, which leaves men emotionally frustrated. I saw the men there. I saw the looks on their faces. I saw them sitting alone nursing their bourbon. And this is not about appreciation of women, of course. It's not about appreciation of their own sexuality. It's about an urge. And it's that's not always that pleasurable, really. These guys who go to these high-priced clubs would say, this isn't about pain, it's about pleasure. Men have had the tears and the emotional expression sort of pounded out of them from an early age, and so by the time they're, they're men, it's very, they don't even have the vocabulary anymore. Or, or wow, this is deep. This is deep. <laughs> this white woman is some deep shit right here. For the emotional awareness to really say what they're feeling. Nora says strip joints are about pure sex drive, completely empty of any meaningful interaction, even when a woman is gyrating on your lap. But you're attracted to women. Were you ever aroused during no. any of these? I really ran smack up against the difference between male and female sexuality is that female sexuality is mental. It's up here. Whereas for men, Nora says, sexuality is, shall we say, below the waist. At its core, it's a bodily function. It's a necessity. It is such a powerful drive, and I think because we don't have testosterone in our systems, we don't understand how hard it is. So it never gets cold? Where are you back in Australia? Throughout the project, Ned dabbled in the art of picking up a woman. Where'd your friend go? We went with him to this bar wearing hidden cameras. This is my friend JC. I'm Ned. Nora was reminded that in this arena, it's women who have all the power. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, 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 give or they, they, they give or reject the sexual access. Those guys on the street, this is why they're having such a hard time. Because they, you know, they give you access or deny you access to, to, the, to the sex. Yeah. We sit there and we, just with one word, no, will crush someone. And the thing is, we don't have to do the part where you cross the room and you go up to a stranger and say the first words. And those first words are so hard to say without sounding like a cheese ball or sounding like a jerk or whatever else. And yeah, what do you guys do? Nora says the brush off Barbara Jones gave Ned was typical. She was just sort of emblazoned with hostility. You know, just looked at you and you saw everything cross her face, which was, oh, God help me, not again. I'm trying to have a drink with a friend and I've got to deal with you. Barbara was trying to dispose of Ned before her friend returned from the bathroom. Anyway, we haven't seen each other in a while, so we're just catching up. But Ned returned and told Barbara the truth about her gender. You, you gave us all the lines, like, try to get rid of us. I see, and as a woman, I have such sympathy. I'm like, oh, I hate being this guy that you're trying to get rid of. Talking to a woman, Barbara seemed more open and friendly, and in the end, actually apologized for how she had treated Ned. So I'm sorry for the invitation. Uh, please. Does that kind of living in the skin of a man in the bar scene, in the dating scene, give you a different kind of respect for men? It gives me a, a certain definite sympathy. Um, and I don't mean that there's any disrespect, but... It, it just makes me understand what's going on. Nora, as Ned, also went on about 30 dates with women, mostly arranging them on the Internet. Did you have any fun? Rarely. Rarely. It was, it was just an ordeal. Unpleasant. Yeah. She says the pressure of Ned having to prove himself was grueling. Nora was surprised that many women had no interest in a soft, vulnerable man. Ah. See? Breakthroughs. Even though this was done, like, what is this, 2005, 2006, when... when yeah, I remember it, 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 this this episode was 0506, I believe. But anywho, breakthroughs nonetheless. This is, yeah, mind-boggling. My prejudice was that the, the ideal man is a woman in a man's body. And I learned, no, that's really not. There are a lot of women out there who really want a manly man. Ultimately, Ned told most of his dates that he was Nora. 
Many of the women reacted angrily, but usually just for a little while. Some women wanted to continue the relationship. They remained interested in pursuing something further, you know, so whereas... Sexually? Yeah, and that was heterosexual women who, that's what I'm saying. It's all up here. See, and I, I'm glad she said this. I keep trying to tell people, I, my theory is not a theory to me. I firmly believe that most women, the majority, are bisexual. This woman, this, this was done in 2006. But, uh, okay, uh, let's continue. Because they said, well, we connected, and, you know, there, there's something I really like you, and I don't care. How many guys would do that? That's the difference between male and sexu female sexuality right there. Nora says she found differences not only in sexuality and intimacy, but in every walk of life. I'm in the market for a car. And, uh, Take, for example, shopping for a new car. Going in as Nora, the sales pitch quickly becomes flirtatious. Right. Any husband will tell you, um, never send your wife or your, or your woman to a dealership by herself. She'll end up paying more for the car or get a, 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 a more terrible deal. Everybody knows that women tend, tend to pay more and get, get, and get a, a worse deal when they go by themselves. That's why the husband is always doing the talking, right? Or the husband just goes and leave the wife at home, whatever the case may be. And this is perfect case in point right here. Perfect. Any guy that gets in is going to feel like, okay, this girl. I want to date this girl just for a car. But going back to the same salesman as Ned, the tone was all business and the talk was all about performance. They have a three liter Duratec V6 engine. And in the end, a personal touch for Nora, the salesman would never have offered Ned. All right, thank you. You're so welcome. In Nora's final months as Ned, she upped the ante, infiltrating all male inner sanctums. But after 18 months of deception, she was unraveling, and the play acting at a men's wilderness encounter group would begin to scare her. Okay, now here's where she be. This is why people believe this experience, this experiment pushed her over the edge and what led her to take her own life. But let's continue. One guy had chopped up a log pretending it was his wife. So I thought, great, you know, we're going to have axes and knives. So I was terrified. Having survived strip clubs, dating, and a bowling league, Nora Vincent wanted Ned's last days to be among men only in private and intimate surroundings. Nora, a lapsed Catholic, thought the cloistered inner world of a monastery would be ideal. Ned managed to live for three weeks as a trainee. The monks, she says, were pious, smart men, but they were still men. What made it prototypically male? What do you mean by that? The breakdown in communication, the, the, the need, the desperate need for male intimacy and the lack of ability to give it, really painful. Nora says the monks were hostile to her feminine side. She says she was ostracized because of the monks' assumptions about her sexual orientation. Ned was really at the center of it because he was an effeminate man and many of them thought I was gay. As one of them told me in confession, I, you know, I said I have something to confess to you and he said, well, I think I know what it is. And, and I said, what? And he said, well, you're gay. And I said, well, yeah, but not in the way you think. <laughs> Loneliness can't hide. Yo, what's the movie Barbara Streisand? Was it Yentl? Barbara Streisand. Yentl. She dressed up as a little Jewish boy. Yeah. And then we got, um, yeah, yeah, that's the only movie I can recall of a woman going into a man's space impersonating a man. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Nora thought the perfect end to her 18-month saga was to join a men-only therapy group, a place where guys tried to bond and show their emotions instead of hiding them. They don't get to show the weakness. They don't get to show the affection, especially with each other. And so, so often, all of their emotions are shown in rage. And they kept talking about their rage, often their rage toward women and what they would do physically and violently towards women. Right. A lot of this was blowing off steam. It's sort of talking about the things that need to be said that you know you would never do. I mean, you know, they would talk about fantasizing about chopping up their wives or something. It's not that they would ever do 
do that, but it was a way to get out the blackest thoughts. He doesn't like doing that work, but he can't quit. Nora began to empathize with the fear and stress men feel for having to always be the strong provider. The therapy leader, psychologist John Gornicelli, saw Ned's shyness as typical of a newbie coming to brave the group. A lot of the guys spoke to me after the retreat and said, talking to him, I felt like I was talking to somebody feminine. Once again, some group members thought Ned was gay, but no one suspected he was a woman. After eight sessions, the group went on a backcountry retreat, but Nora's 18 months of being an imposter was closing in on her. The pressure of being someone that you're not and being the, the fear of discovery and the deceit that it involves piles up and piles up. So by the time I got around to doing this men's group, it was really reaching critical, critical mass. On the retreat, her fear became palpable. And I was out in the woods with a bunch of guys who have rage issues about women and I was in drag. And I thought, oh God, you know, what am I doing? Nora was unraveling. She felt guilty about lying as though she should be punished. In the final ritual of the weekend, the men were to act out the problems unearthed at the retreat with a partner. And you asked that he harm you. Yeah, yeah, I did. At that point, I was starting to really kind of crack up. I was really... You were uh, coming unglued. Yeah. So you were asking this guy to cut to you. To cut me. So self-mutilation is, is very much a female thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all the cutters I've ever known were women. Um, Demi Lovato... Um, yeah, all the women I've ever known in life, they were all, they were, they were cutters. They were, they were women. I have yet to, I've never met a guy that was a cutter. I'm saying they're not, they're not out there, but all the cutters that I ever, when I even knew what that, what that shit was, they're all women. And I think it was my way of, of paying the penalty for what I, I felt I'd done. Nora was not harmed physically, but she continued her emotional descent and a week later checked into a hospital with severe depression. Identity, she concluded, was not something to play around with. When you mess around with that, you really mess around with something that you, you need that helps you to function. And I found out that gender lives in your brain, and it's something much more than costume. And I really learned that the hard way. Nora says she's healed now and glad to be rid of Ned. But her views about men have changed forever. Oh, once again, this is a feminist. A lesbian feminist singing her praises of men. Men are suffering. They have different problems than women have, but they don't have it better. They need our sympathy. They need our love. And they need each other more than anything else. They need to be together. Do you think women understand what it's like to be a man? Not at all. No clue. No idea. John Gornicelli thinks Nora's conclusions that men are just as emotionally vulnerable as women are important and will be taken seriously because they came from a woman. I said to her, this is going to be revolutionary because it's been looked at as though men were the perpetrators and women were the victims. This is and now, one last identity switch. Gornicelli has never come face to face with the real Nora. Hi, John. I'm Nora. Uh, hi. Wow. <laughs> Rose teaches, so we can never come to the meeting. So. And both John and Nora are happy she is a she. The irony is not lost on Nora that it took a trip into manhood to help her appreciate her own femininity. I'm so much closer to myself than I ever was, that I really like me. I really like being me, and I really like being a woman. Did you like being a woman before, Ned? I did, but I like it more now, because I think it's more of a privilege. That's perfect right there. That's awesome. Like that? Nice. Yo, fascinating. So now, let's get into what, what we suspect took place and what happened. Um, okay. No, no, no. No, okay. Um, the book came out in 06, nearly instant bestseller, made her media darling. She was on 2020 Colbert wrote, report. Um, 
but the book was no joke. It was nuanced and thoughtful. A New York Times book review called Ms. Vincent's book Rich and Audacious. She died on July 6th at a clinic in Switzerland. She was 53. Her death, which was not reported at the time, was confirmed on Thursday by Justine Hardy, a friend. The death, she said, was medically assisted or what is known as a voluntary assisted death. Okay. She was a lesbian. She was not transgender. She or gender fluid. She was, however, interested in gender and identity. She was a freelance contributor to the uh, Los Angeles Times, The Village Voice, and The Advocate. She had written essays on these topics that inflamed some readers. She was a libertarian. Um, she argued for the rights of fetuses and against identity politics. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, now we can get through the deep part. Okay, she was sorry. Okay, okay. Ned began to lose it. I began being that had worn Miss Vincent down. She felt alienated and dissociated. And after the retreat, she checked herself into a hospital for depression. She was suffering. She wrote for the same reason that many of the men she met were suffering. Their assigned gender roles she found were suffocating them and alienating them from themselves. She says. Manhood is leaden mythology riding on the shoulders of every man and they needed help. If men are still really in power, then it benefits us all considerably to heal the dyspeptic at the wheel. The idea came to her after her iron John unraveling when she had committed herself to the hospital as a, as a self harm risk. While in treatment, she, she said she thought to herself, Jesus, what a freak show. All I have to do is take notes, and I'm Balzac. Okay. As she toured mental institutions, a Bellevue-like urban one, a high-end facility in the Midwest, and finally a new-age clinic, Ms. Vincent found herself increasingly mired in depression and juggling a cocktail of medications. The book's conclusion did not endear her to reviewers as she exhorted those in extremists like her to move on and put your boots on. She was born in 1968 in Detroit. Her father was an actor. Uh, no, 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 no. Mother was an actress. Father was a lawyer for the Ford Motor Company. She studied philosophy at Williams College. Okay. That's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good school where at 21, she realized she was a lesbian. Uh, she told the New York times where her contrarian freelance columns began drawing fire. She spent 11 years as a grad student in philosophy at Boston college. Okay. Mm. She was survived by her mother and brothers, Alex and Edward and her domestic partner from 2000, 2008, the theater producer and artistic director. And then she had a brief marriage to Kristen Erickson, which ended in divorce. Uh, in 2013, she was working on a new novel. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, as Miss Vincent was working on the book, she tried to off herself. Adeline, she wrote in an essay, uh, was not just a work of fiction or an act of literary ventriloquism. It was my, wow, it's my suicide note. Getting dangerously lost in her work was nothing new. And Adeline, I did what I had done so often before. I disappeared into someone else as I emerged as I emerged as myself. Vincent wrote in a sensitive recorder of a mind's movements as it shifts in and out of inspiration as it fights before submitting to despair. This is sad. 
I was not prepared for all this. Um, okay, this is this goes on how she became depressed. Okay, it's twenty fourteen, she tried to take herself. Um, okay. Here's here's the, the profound part. Okay. Yeah, summer twenty twenty two. Nora finally succumbed to her pain and died at the age of fifty three via assisted death in Switzerland. Uh male privilege in the modern era is a myth. In twenty twenty it was found that 70% of homeless individuals were men. Men are four times more likely to, to off themselves than women. Men make up 80% of all murder victims worldwide. Men make up just over half of the workforce, yet they make up 90% of all workplace fatalities. Black Nora was saying men are in pain and postmodern feminism refuses to acknowledge their suffering. It's unfortunate that Nora had to figure this out the hardest way possible. And I hope we can all find a way to help her rest by finally helping men to heal. Damn. Damn. This is why they cannot let experiments like this continue. This is why, because it would change the entire dynamic. So now you see why. They're not there. No one promotes her work anymore or anything like that. You know? Yeah. This is exactly why, bro. Those, the trans people are just, so you imagine the demons, they're, they're bad. They're battling. Right. So. <sighs> Sorry to end this on a, such a Debbie downer, but I, I, I'm glad this woman, she got it, but look what all it took for her to do so. And this is a white woman at, at that, you know? All right, well, shit, this is depressing. I need a drink, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna get out of here, man. I'm I'm sad now. I'm sad. It's not really a downer moment. You don't think so? Well, I mean, it's it's nice to see that a woman finally understands. But once again, this message will not will not will not ever be promoted to the point where it needs to reach you know the masses and people will start to have a a change of heart and how they approach gender relationships, especially how men, you know? So now, now I guess I'm not going to be so hard on those guys on the street when they spend five, another five years in voicing their frustrations. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. It's rough. This is why a lot of these guys are checking out of manhood and masculinity. Um, I see why they're, they're though they're identifying as women. I get it. Or just being flat out gay. I get it. It's tough. It's rough. You know, the pay ain't worth, you know, the, it's not worth it. You don't get paid enough to do, to, to, to be a man, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. <laughs> a sacrifice for science. <laughs> See, over on this Harlem shit right now. People die every day, B. Right? No, they don't. They, they squashed it, silenced it, you know? So yeah, you can't have a, a white feminist a white lesbian feminist talking about, yeah, you women are fucking crazy and men have it really, really rough. That would, that would take the teeth out of feminism because then you would be like, you would, you would have to have the conversation with women. You don't have it. That is not as bad as you, you claim it to be, you know, that would just upend the entire conversation. So, um, yeah, 
Yeah, you tough, right? You be all right. <laughs> so I'm going to get out of here. Thank everybody for hanging out. Hopefully we learned something tonight. Um, but my challenge is still on. You see any of these dating coaches with women, give me the pictures, and we'll put them to the green line test. But other than that, this I'm sad. So I'm going to get out of here. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Oh, wait. Aragon, I need to be cheered up, Aragon. Cheer me up, bro. Need to be cheered up. Yeah, it didn't work. I'm still sad. Y'all have a good night. Peace.